Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. So it's a little bit different than most episodes. I'm sitting down with Famous Dill. He actually put out a crypto album called Crypto Rich, but he is much more famous for his work outside of the crypto industry. He actually had a song called Jordan Belfort. I'm going to play a quick little snippet of it before we get into this episode. So that's a little taste of his music, and he has actually used kind of that fame to start a career as an entrepreneur and bring cryptocurrencies to the mainstream. Now, before we get into the full episode, I do just want to give a quick shout out to my sponsors. The first being Roundly X. You guys know the drill. What you do is you can link your credit or debit cards. And with each purchase, they round it up to the next dollar and invest that spare change into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency of your choosing. It's kind of like the acorns of crypto, and it is a very easy way to dollar cost average into crypto, very stress-free. If you haven't signed up already, there is a link in the description below. Go check it out, create an account, link your cards. The second is CoinFlex. These guys are actually the first physically delivered crypto futures exchange and have a bunch of cool features that they've come out with. The first is that they have some of the lowest, if not the lowest fees in the market, depending on how much Flex you own. On top of that, Flex staking is now live. So for each thousand Flex that you own, they will pay you $10 USDT per month. On top of that, they just put out a new feature where you can click on the order book directly and limit in and out of trades. Super easy and great tool for those scalpers out there. And then lastly, been talking about it forever, but they've got these bracket order competitions coming up and they're giving away $10,000 a day. That's right, 10 grand a day. So if you haven't already, head to the description. There is a link. Go create an account. There is a bit of a learning curve, like I've been saying. But once you learn how to use the exchanges, it's actually very easy to use. Now, let's sit down with Dill and let's get into this episode. So Dill, before we really get into you know your album, what you've been up to lately, your involvement in the crypto industry, can you just give us a little background on yourself and kind of tell my audience who you are? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll start with a little bit about me and how I got into crypto, since I know we have a lot of listeners here who are really into crypto and, and want to know about that side of me. Um, so I was, you know, when when I really got started in crypto, uh, I was a student at Tulane University in New Orleans. I was in college. Um, and at the time, I already had a pop and record called Jordan Belfort, which is um, my platinum hit record. 
And so I made that song, got popular in 2015. It was a top college song in 2015. Um, I made it while I was in college. I've sort of always been interested in rapping and freestyling. And uh, my song, Jordan Belfort, went viral on SoundCloud, kind of in the early days of when SoundCloud started. Um, so, you know, from there, I was kind of looking for ways to like expand my capital um, as an independent artist. You know, I was just looking for ways to make money, to, to elevate my career to where I wanted it to be. And that's kind of how I came across crypto. And um, it wasn't really my first time seeing crypto. Uh, this was probably in like late 2016, 2017. Uh, I already knew about Bitcoin kind of from the early days with like Silk Road and stuff like that. Um, I, I was already aware of that stuff. Uh, but I got back into crypto uh, when I had a little bit of money to invest and I started seeing the potential of stuff like Ethereum. So Ethereum, like programmable money and, and the real blockchain behind Bitcoin was totally new to me. So I started learning about blockchain and got really into crypto in like 2017. And so, um, you know, at this time I was a music artist. I was mostly focused on music, always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, you know, since, even before I was doing music, I was trying to do YouTube videos for a while. Uh, I've always been looking for a way to make money doing something I'm passionate about. So uh, that's kind of how I got started in all of this. I, I respect it a lot. You know, the, the title of this show is the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast, and you fit the bill pretty much to a T. Um, and I, I actually had heard your song back in college cause I went to, uh, Santa Barbara for, I was in Santa Barbara for college and, uh, it was huge, you know, everybody was playing it. Um, but it's funny cause I've, I've mentioned, I mentioned that, uh, you were coming on the show. I was like, oh yeah, this guy, Dilly's coming on. He has that song, Jordan Belfort. And, uh, a lot of my friends were like, I've never heard that song. Uh, so I don't know that all of my audience has heard it, but for anyone who's listening who hasn't heard this song, it has like, you know, 35 million views on the first YouTube video. The first, the top three, it's like a combined like 50 million views or some shit like that. So when you said you went viral, you went very viral. Like this was a very, very famous song. Um, and I'm, you know, pretty shocked that you said yes to coming on. I, I think I saw you sitting down with the actual Jordan Belfort and I was like, all right, I got to get him on, you know, like that was, that was when I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's get, let's get you on. Um, and you know, I, yeah. I, I wanted to discuss that a little bit, but more importantly, because it's the crypto entrepreneurs podcast, I wanted to talk to you about that newish album, uh, which is crypto rich. So can you just give us like a rundown on it and why you created it? Like the goal of the album, some of the numbers that you've done, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Jordan Belfort was a, a big hit and it was a really great way to jumpstart my career. Um, you know, the, some of the numbers you said are great. It actually just hit 100 million streams on Spotify, which is huge. Jesus. And so, a big, you know, of course, a big part of my audience has come from the Jordan Belfort song. Um, you know, I went on tour. I did 50 plus shows all around the country. I went to a lot of different uh, colleges and, and venues all over the U.S. and even made it out to Europe. And um, so, you know, but what a lot of people don't know about that situation is that, you know, I went I went for the route of working with a major label and it, it was just not the right deal for me, I would say. 
And so, you know, although it was a great way to jumpstart my career and, and a lot of awesome success came from Jordan Belfort, I knew that that wasn't it for me. And I really wanted to elevate my career to the next level. And so, you know, after, after working with the major label and kind of seeing that side of the industry, I decided that being an independent artist was the way for me to go. And, you know, the most important thing about being an independent artist is managing the financial side. I mean, you're nothing without having the, the funding that you need to make music and make videos and, and take your career where you want it to be. So I was always looking for ways to make more money. I mean, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. So, so to me, you know, when I made a little bit of money and success with Jordan Belfort, I'm looking for what's my next option? You know, how do I continue to elevate this? Because Jordan Belfort was a, a viral success. I mean, realistically, I never thought that I could be a rapper or even necessarily be a creative. I was in school for finance. I, I have a finance degree. And so for me, it was like really an opportunity for me to, to kind of live out this dream and pursue this creative side. And so I was looking for, for the next come up and that's kind of how I found crypto. And so my album Crypto Rich is really about my story and how crypto was a really important part of my journey in terms of getting me to where I wanted to be, to really continue to release music, to, to follow up on Jordan Belfort. And so now that I've got that album out, um, like you said, it came out four months ago, so it's not brand new, but I am just working on the first video for Bad Hair this coming weekend on, on uh, January 18th. So uh, it's still a work in progress in terms of, of taking the vision where I want it to be for Crypto Rich. And, and I'm not in a rush because I, I know it's a, it's a great piece of work and it really speaks for itself. So I, I'm just kind of minding my own business and, and doing my best to, to take the vision where it needs to be. It's, it's a beautiful story, man. Uh, we have pretty similar backgrounds, actually. I studied finance in college as well. Uh, worked a desk job for a little bit and I was like, nah, I need something a little bit more fun, a little bit more creative, something that I could kind of pour all of my effort into. And that's when I started the podcast and I've started to see some success. But like you, you know, past year or so, I started mine about a year ago, a little bit longer. Uh, and the interest has really died off uh, with regards to crypto. I mean, there's still the community that we have on Twitter um, and other social media platforms, but it seems to have died off a little bit. So do you mind me asking what the numbers are looking like right now? Have you been able to kind of bring your audience from Jordan Belfort over and have they listened to the new album? Are they taking it positively? That kind of thing? Yeah, you know, it's it's great that you bring that up because I think that's been an experience that all of us who are involved in crypto can relate to. I mean, at this point, it's been almost two years since crypto is really making a lot of money for everyone involved. And I think that things have certainly slowed down a lot. We've seen that through engagement numbers. Uh, we've seen that through you know, Twitter, we've seen that through the prices of all the different cryptocurrencies. I mean, it's apparent that things have slowed down. And so personally, you know, I'm here in Philadelphia. I actually started a crypto consulting company called Advantage Blockchain uh, about two years ago. And so we've been constantly searching for new opportunities and new stuff to do within the crypto space. 
um, and, and and that's something I think everyone can relate to. But I'm um, I'm really happy about how Crypto Rich is doing. Uh, the album has over a million streams total on Spotify. It's almost at a million streams just on that platform. But across all platforms, it's well over a million streams total. Um, that's really great for me. I mean, I haven't released music since the, the, my last real time releasing a bunch of singles was in 2016 and 2017. And then I took time off to go back to school and finish my finance degree. So I wasn't releasing music at all. I was totally focused on crypto and totally focused on building up my capital so that I could eventually come back to music. And I just thought that Crypto Rich really tied the story together well. And like I said, it's a work in progress. So we're only at about one to two million streams total now. But um, that was only four months ago that I dropped it. And a lot of people don't know this, but Jordan Belfort actually took about a year and a half or two years on SoundCloud before it even looked promising. And then after that, it blew up in six to 12 months. It went from like the first million to the next, you know, 10, 20 million. There we go. You know, I... I said it might not being might it might not be doing too well, but a million streams uh, or a million plus streams in four months is phenomenal for anything in the crypto space right now. Like I know people who are getting a couple thousand listens per episode on their YouTube channels, their podcasts. Not many people are doing crypto music, uh, so a million streams is fantastic, and I applaud you for everything that you're doing. Um, now you talked about being, you, you moved away from a label and you are now an independent artist. So can you, yeah, it's, it's lit records, man, it's <laughs> lit records. That's it. Right on, man. So can you, can you talk to us about some of the struggles that you've faced as an independent artist? Um, because everyone in this industry that I've talked to is really kind of trying to do things on their own. Um, so can you just walk us through some of the issues that you have faced thus far um, so that maybe some of my audience can kind of relate to it and see that there is hope and light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the main thing, you know, there's, there's really two things that are so important. And one of them is, of course, watching out for your finances, just making sure your financial situation is good and doing doing whatever it takes to make that happen. I mean, it's all about budgeting, setting goals, and working hard. If you need to work two jobs to support and fund your music career, then that's something you're going to have to do. Or whether your career, or whether you want to, you know, have extra money to invest in crypto or something like that, it's just so important that you're constantly working. And I think that's something that's really helped me promote the album. And you know, kind of touching back on what you were saying about how it's been tough to to really drive engagement in the crypto space. I think a lot of people will notice about my album that I'm not rapping about crypto the whole time. Like you don't hear a song called Bitcoin or you don't hear like a hook where I'm rapping about Bitcoin, Ether and blockchain. And I really think I took an approach where my album can relate to the hip hop and party audience that I typically, you know, cater to. And, and I did that really deliberately. I, di I didn't want to make an album that would be unrelatable. I wanted to make something that would be popular with my audience, but would also get them interested in crypto and get them thinking about crypto. So I think there's been, you know, a lot of criticism just about, you know, why didn't you rap about crypto more? But I think that the numbers are starting to speak for themselves in terms of being able to relate to my audience and uh, just, just keeping kind of a mainstream feel and vibe for the album. I think that over time, long term, 
that's what's really going to get people interested in crypto through my music there we go so, yeah I, and you know what just one more thing to add on that is like as an independent artist it's just so important that you that you do something that you have something you're passionate about in your work so whether you're an independent entrepreneur or artist or whatever it is you're doing having that passion within your work but still making it relatable to your audience is just so important completely agree and the one thing i wanted to say there was that i think you're doing it you know very right uh because i think there's a lot of diehard fans on twitter especially in the crypto industry who are just blockchain crypto bitcoin that is their life and that's all they talk about uh, but it's not relatable to a larger audience and you can't bridge that gap when you're going that hardcore so the fact that you have the album crypto rich you do talk about crypto a little bit, but it's not very in your face. You're not rapping Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Uh, I think it makes it very easily digestible for a much larger audience, um, which is why the album has seen, you know, a decent amount of success so far. And I, I think it will continue to see success as more interest in cryptocurrency comes about. Um, so one the thing is. The thing is, really, I'm, the, my story is so genuinely crypto, like crypto has been such a big part of my life. I've been exploring cryptocurrency and I've tried everything from, you know, mining of all different kinds, all the way to consulting with with other companies on how to implement crypto in their business. And so I really want my story to speak for itself through the album because crypto really has been a big part of my life. And so I, I think that's really important to me. And I'll always support crypto and, and, you know, be someone in the music industry who's behind crypto and crypto related projects. Oh, yeah. And I, I think uh, you have a decent audience, a decent sized audience. Um, and for you to kind of be bringing crypto to a larger scale, you're, you're doing a wonderful thing for the industry. Um, but really quick question. I do want to get a little bit deeper on this one because you know, I, I checked out your Instagram. I think you have over 100,000 followers. You have a pretty big Twitter following. You've got this following from your prior music. Uh, so kind of working as an independent artist, you have that audience that's already kind of built up. And I feel like one of the things that smaller independent artists struggle with the most is, you know, getting out there, marketing themselves. Do you have any tips for my kind of smaller crowd um, on kind of getting themselves out there and getting their music to to a bunch of people so that they can start to grow. You know, I really do. And I, I think there's that, that there's going to be a lot of different opinions on this. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is that you message your music or your work or your product or, or your service to as many people as possible on social media all the time. I mean, I have independent artists come to me and, and ask me to promote their stuff or to, to help them get, you know, streams or listeners. And these people have, I asked them a simple question. I said, how many people did you send your links to this week? And most of them say, you know, nothing. They have no answer. If you really want to make it in, in, on the internet, whether it's YouTube, whether it's music, whether it's entrepreneurship, you know, you need to do all the networking yourself. So that, what that looks like as a music artist is I send my music links to hundreds or thousands of people every week. I mean, I spend a lot of my time just in DMs, responding to people, having them check out my music and there's no substitute for that. So, you know, 
some people might say spamming links doesn't work this and that well you know at some point it does because you got to share your own music you got to support yourself that's the first thing guys i mean any independent artists out there listening support yourself first put your music in front of people yeah i mean it, it's clearly worked for you you have a hit song you know a hundred million plus views and listens um, so you've been through it. You've been sending your stuff out. I think this was something that I struggled with originally was when I first started the podcast, I didn't want to spam people with it because I thought they would get annoyed with me. They would be turned off from it completely. Uh, but as I've kind of grown and become more confident in the podcast that I'm putting out, I'll, I'll send people there like pretty much at any turn. Hey, check it out. You know, oh, you have questions in my DMs. Oh, here, check out this episode. This would be good for you. Pretty much any time I can insert it into conversation, I will do that. Uh, and I've seen the numbers start to grow. You know, I, I talked about interest being down in a bear market, but I look at my numbers for the podcast over 2019 when interest had completely died, according to everyone else, my numbers just kept going up. Uh, and I think that was one, me putting out a good podcast, but two, me really pushing it and getting it out there to people myself. Because there's no one else who's out there who's kind of advocating for me. It's kind of me on my own, similar to all other independent artists. So I appreciate that as being, you know, one of the tips. I, I think that a lot of people are shaky on that idea, uh, but I support it fully. Yeah, I mean, I send my music out hundreds of times per week, and I, I, I really don't feel bad about it. I mean... I think that as, as an artist, it's important to be proud of your work. And, and if there's anybody who's trying to send you negative energy or, or they don't want to see your work being sent to them, then that, that person isn't someone who's going to support you anyway. I was, so, was going to say spot on there. You know, if you send it to them and they don't want to listen to it because of that, they probably weren't going to listen to it anyway. Um, and, you know, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get a yes or a no. And they're either going to listen to it and like it, or they're going to say, no, I don't want to listen to this and skip on it completely. So I, I think there's very little to lose and there's a lot to gain from it. So thank you for that. Um, I always like to ask my guests this. Uh, and the, the question is, you know, what are you most excited for in the coming 12 months? Uh, because you hustle hard very clearly. So you probably have some big stuff in the pipeline. Uh, do you think you could just share with me and my audience what you're most excited for? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a little rundown of what's to come. Um, in about a week here, middle of January 2020, I'm going to be shooting a video for Bad Hair. First Crypto Rich album music video is going to be epic. We're getting the Tesla out here in Philly. We're going to be over at 30th Street Station with some dope content. It's going to be awesome. And I think it's really going to take Crypto Rich album to that next level because it is going to be a really professional video. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the video to Hey What's Up Hello, but that was my first independent video and we're really elevating, taking it to the next uh, level here on Bad Hair. After that, uh, I'm actually gonna be on Jordan Belfort's podcast, talking a little bit more about Crypto Rich, about the Jordan Belfort song. Um, other than that, working on a few new videos for 2020, of course, continuing to expand on the Crypto Rich catalog. We're gonna do one for Shooting Star. It's gonna be dope. Um, really kind of Philly vibes on the Crypto Rich album because I am still here in Philly. I'm from Philly, uh, haven't moved, don't plan to right now. 
And so, yeah, you can expect some new music from me as well. I'm trying to get out a lot of singles this year and possibly even an EP. So really going to be focused on the music, always going to be doing crypto kind of this year has been a transition for me. I went from in, uh, you know, I would say in early 2019, I was doing a lot of crypto. I was focused mostly on crypto. And in 2019, I had a lot of success by uh, using different social medias, a lot of the dancing platforms and just making videos on Instagram, stuff like that. I took my music career to the point where I was able to focus, focus on it, release my new album and everything that happened for me in 2019. It's been a huge year, and I know 2020 is going to be huge for you, man. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these videos. You're, you're hyping them up, and you're getting me excited. And then I'm also looking forward to listening to that interview you do with Jordan Belfort. This is kind of the warm-up to that one, a little bit smaller scale, but you're going to be talking about some of the similar things. So I can't wait to hear that one. Um, and I, I, I just can't wait for all your new music, man. Um, so I, I know we've talked about a lot of tips already and we've kind of talked about how independent artists can be successful. Um, can you now give us like your biggest tip on how independent artists can be successful? I know you, you talked about you know messaging your music out to as many people as possible. If there's anything else, any other big tips that you've got, can you give us those? And then can you also give us some tips on how you know artists and young entrepreneurs can leverage cryptocurrencies to be successful? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we already touched on one of my biggest tips, which is just start by sending your music to people. That's going to be the first step. But other than that, I would say look at all the different social media platforms we have now. Um, TikTok has been huge. I gained a lot of followers just in the last month through TikTok. Uh, that's been a big platform for me. Uh, you know, I'm on every platform constantly reposting my content and constantly looking for new platforms to work on. I just found out about a platform called Loom Music, which is really cool. Uh, it's a streaming platform that's direct to artists. And I've been on that lately. And I got, you know, I got almost a thousand followers in my first week on that platform. And it's really awesome. You know, like no matter how many followers you get, every new platform you can find, even if you have a million followers, right? still great to gain new new fans by using a new platform even if that means a thousand you know it's it's every fan counts out here so everything you can do to continue building your personal brand you know you got to do that and of course the financial side is so important like um you know investing and just finding ways to make money for yourself using tools like crypto is really great and you know one thing i've found is that there are some very promising um you know crypto applications for music everything from getting funding to do music videos stuff like that to platforms that are built specifically for music that use crypto um, some of those are very promising and i think crypto is going to be a big part of the future for streaming um, payouts and and it's definitely going to impact the music industry yeah, not only the music industry, but I, I think for you know any kind of content creator, there are these platforms that are coming out that use blockchain technology to kind of decentralize themselves. Like, you know, off the top of my head, there's one called yeah. Twitch. It's very similar to Twitter. Uh, it's like a decentralized Twitter. Um, and I know a lot of people have been getting banned on Twitter lately, which is why I bring this one up. Um, but you, you talked about that second thing, which was get on all social media platforms. I think this one's huge. I don't think enough people do it. Um, I see a ton of people on Twitter making fun of 
crypto Instagram, crypto Facebook, crypto TikTok. I've recently just got on Facebook and Instagram myself. I've been putting it off for a very long time, uh, but I want to get it out to as many people as possible. And I'm starting to see a little pickup in both of them already. I've been on there for about two weeks now. Um, and you can just see new followers and new supporters of the show that I wouldn't have gotten on Twitter. Uh, so I think that is crucial. I am still, a, I, I do not support TikTok. One of my good buddies is getting on TikTok. I think he's got like 50,000 followers now. I don't know if you know Michael Nye. Oh yeah, I follow him on TikTok. He's killing it, man. I think it's a really important platform to uh, just just for anyone who wants to grow their personal brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of in the similar position with you. He's, you know, big in crypto and he's also trying to do some stuff with his music now, uh, which is why I bring him up. I feel like you two would have some wonderful talks together. Um, but, you know, just getting on all of the platforms is kind of the main thing that needed to be said there. Um, so I really appreciate you giving me all these tips, giving my audience all these tips, kind of walking us through your album. Uh, before we go, is there anything else that you want my audience to know? Anything else I wanted to know? Yeah, you know what? You made me think. What's all with all this recent talk about? You know, I know that YouTube has been censoring crypto accounts and, and Twitter as well, and so I think that the whole decentralization for content creation is going to be so important to the future. I mean, have any of your videos been, been censored on YouTube? Have you had that kind of experience? No. So I actually just, cause you know, it's a podcast. There's no real video. So I was like, I'm not going to get on YouTube. And then I recently did get on YouTube. It was probably two months ago. And so my account was very, very new. And then the bans happened. Um, and none of my stuff got censored. A lot of, you know, my buddies, a lot of the people on Twitter were talking about it, uh, but they did say that they got their videos reinstated, but I think it was that shock that, okay, YouTube kind of has all the power here. The content creators were kind of just, you know, defenseless against these bands. Um, and so they did start talking about decentralized platforms. And it was funny because, you know, the cryptocurrency industry is all about decentralization. Uh, but it took being banned on these centralized um, platforms for them to really make the move to the other ones. Uh, but I'm glad they are are starting to make that switch. I don't know if you're on any any kind of these platforms. Uh, did you, you you mentioned that there are any um, or there are some? Sorry, Jesus. Um, are you on any of them yourself? Yeah, I know there are a few. I am on one called Vibravid. I have some content on there, which is a streaming platform built on Tron. Um, I know there's a few others. I would love to get my content on them. So if anyone knows information about that and can reach out to me, I would certainly get involved um, if anyone has suggestions. But uh, yeah, I'm not on too many yet, but I do think it's so important to have your music on as many platforms as possible because anything can happen. I mean, a company can go out of business and, and, and you can lose a lot in the process. I mean, if you're, if one of these major streaming companies decides to take down your work or go out of business or anything like that, you need to have a backup, another place for your content. A hundred percent. And on top of that, it's cool because, you know, some of the people who I have talked to who have gotten on some of these platforms, uh, because they're kind of focused on cryptocurrencies, everyone on that platform is very interested in decentralization and cryptocurrencies as well. So they're more willing to support the artists and the creators that are on there and getting on there. 
So they've seen a bump in their audience and their viewership and their engagement just simply by getting on these platforms. Uh, and I have some friends who got on, so I can I can shoot them a DM. I can try to get some answers and get some new platforms. I'll, I'll shoot you a DM. Um, but I will also have your Twitter in the description. Uh, so for anyone who's listening to this who wants to connect with Dill, it'll be down there. Um, we can get you know your YouTube, any any anything you really want, you can shoot me a DM and I will put it in the description so that people can check you out and check your work out. Yeah, absolutely. You know the vibes. My website my website is itslit.org. So just go to itslit.org or look up Famous Dill. You'll find all my music. I appreciate you having me on. You know, shout out to to everyone listening. Thanks for hearing my story. I hope you enjoy the album. Got big things coming for 2020. I'm stoked to see it, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thank you, sir. Well, now. All right, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.